0: think if your partner just did what you wanted, your
1: relationship would be great? Or do you tuck your junk between your legs and say, yes, dear, because you think she wants a guy who goes along with whatever she wants? Today, Mark Michael Lewis is going to show us how to go beyond the I'm right and you're wrong pissing match into a partnership that's exciting for both of you. Welcome to The New Man. Today, we're talking with Mark Michael Lewis. He's a life and relationship coach with over 20 years of experience. He's also the creator of Creating Thriving Partnerships, Better Relationships for Smart People. And that's a 12-week step-by-step program to create love, intimacy, teamwork, and fun. I like the fun part. Uh, A lot of people get into this stuff and they forget to have fun. So, Mark, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for talking to us today.
2: My pleasure trip, it's great to speak to your audience.
1: And so I just want to let everybody know I'm in the middle of a thunderstorm, so you guys may hear me die this will be maybe this is so <laughs> i get electrocuted today as the as the electricity goes from up th- through the uh the cables in the ground into my computer and then into my head so uh this this could be a really cool will An i make it to the show. end yeah will i make it to the end of the of the interview we'll see it's a cliffhanger <laughs> so we're talking about relationship challenges what are we talking about what what kind of relationship challenges are you addressing with your work
2: well so first of all it's about relationships that you want to be good or better it's it's not about one night stands all right it's about people who you have a relationship with that you want to go deeper with all right you could say basically you either want to stop the bleeding and (laughs) resolve the conflict or you want to take something good and you make want to make it better you want more okay Better.
1: so so a guy could be like really struggling and every he's just dreading coming home or he's dreading seeing this person in his life it's just like oh it's a nightmare or maybe the guy's doing pretty good it's just flat it's just like man there's there's more to this is that what you're talking about
2: yeah okay you're where you are and you're looking at it and you're going oh I want more, or ooh, I want more of that. I want the depth that I know is possible. I know more is possible, and I want to make it happen. And maybe, maybe this guy's like,
1: you know, when I talk to guys, like, they're just like, this is it. Like, my parents fought all my friends' wives, and, you know, like, I see all my friends' relationships, and they just kind of fight, or they're just settling. They don't even know what's possible. What's, the, what's possible out there? Paint that picture.
2: Oh, great. Yeah. The truth is over the 20 years that I've been doing couples coaching, typically people come see me when things are not going so well, right? They're at the end of their rope. And what you're describing, you're in a relationship, you know, what's going to happen. You know, that there are fights just waiting to happen, or they're going to do something that pisses you off and you're going to shut down to avoid the drama. Mm -hmm. And that's your partnership. And unfortunately, that is way more common than we want to admit. So what happens when you're there? What do you do? How do you see the light and open into it? What if you were to be with your partner and know that no matter what happens, you're going to be in partnership together? What would that be like? Right. I, I ask people to think about this when they come in. It's like, okay, so you're fighting, you're used to that. What would it be like if you weren't, hmm. what do you want? And how do you remember what it was like when you got together with your partner and you were excited to see them and you thought, wow, I get to spend time with them. What if you could have that again? And you can have it ongoing. It is possible. Uh, my clients experience, I experience it. And of course people experience it, uh, all the time in their various uh, relationships to a degree. But how can you have more of that? That's really the question I like to ask and answer.
1: I love that. Because, you know, when I talk to guys, there's this, there's this, uh, kind of resignation. Like, well, the good days are over. The days when we were excited to see each other and the days when she initiated sex or the days when we just had fun and it was playful and it was light and we didn't have all this other crap to worry about and we didn't have all this crap in between us of all this stuff that's happened over the years. It's just this resignation. And I can either just tolerate this bleh, You know, or I have to end this and then start something new, and it's those are really crappy options. And you're offering a third way, which is like, well, dig in there. Maybe maybe there's something, there's something still in here that's that's worth fighting for. And I like that idea of sealing the X. It's like you don't, you're in this. You're gonna do this, and you're gonna fight for it. Um, that's inspiring to me. Versus kind of having one foot out the door.
2: Yeah, first step is if you want to have better relationships if you want to have what i call thriving partnerships is you have to decide that you're going to do something about it you have to take responsibility you have to say i want to make this happen and then once you make that choice there's a whole series of things that you can learn you can figure out the what i like to call the five keys to thriving partnership learn each one apply it systematically and dig your way out of a hole if you're in a hole or start to build that space where you can look at your partner and just say, you know, I'm so glad that I've chosen to be with you. Yeah. Where, you know, you just wanna snuggle with them because they're the person that you're waking up to. They're the people, person who you're spending your life with. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. You know, I love that take responsibility part because when I talk to you know in my ex and I did this too it was just like well she needs to do this or she needs to fix that or she's this or she's that and we're not it's about them like if she would just change then it, I, we'd be fine
2: yeah exactly
1: <laughs> but you're saying no hold on you take responsibility there's something about this there's your part in this dynamic and you've got a, an an ability to respond if we talk about responsibility you have an ability to respond to what's happening instead of just placing it all on your partner
2: Absolutely. I think about when I started in relationships, right? From my teens into my early 20s, my relationships happened to me right? I was alone. I was lonely. I'd go out and I'd try to meet people. I'd meet some woman. And next thing I know, I would be in a relationship and then I would be hanging on for dear life to try to not have it end. (laughs) Right. And that was it. It's like, okay, six months here, a year and a half there, a year here, six months there. And it's like, oh my God, it's just, I just wanted to have it work. And it was all about are they going to do it for me? Hmm. Right? Are they going to be the person who gets me? Are they going to be the person who can deal with me? And, uh, and then I started working for a guy named Tony Robbins. You ever hear him? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I, think I, yeah, I think I've heard of Tony. Wow. Yeah. You were working with Tony? Yeah. In the early 90s, I did uh, training and business consulting and uh, coaching for his organization in Northern California. He had a Northern California training center. Okay. And for about five years, I did... Uh, I did his sales course, and I taught his uh, unlimited power course where we would break boards instead of walking on fire. Okay. And so I (laughs) went, okay. I started learning all this stuff, and I wanted to apply it. So I said, I'm going to take control in this relationship. I'm gonna do something about it. And what I decided to do was to become the person I thought my partner wanted me to be, right? (laughs) That I would go, okay. If I'm going to take responsibility, I'm going to make it happen. So Mm. I do my power moves and I use my transformational vocabulary and I (laughs) learned my partner's love strategy and I got engaged because she wanted to get engaged and I closed off the exits. And I spent about four or five years in a relationship that was me taking responsibility for changing me to fit the relationship.
1: I don't, that doesn't sound very uh inspiring. That sounds like a like you contorted your contorted was hell. yourself. <laughs>
2: it okay. was hell. Oh my gosh. I I but I kept doing it and I, and every time I failed, right? Every time that my partner would get upset with me, I would think I'm doing something wrong. Mm. I need to change. It's me. And I I never stopped to ask the question, well, what do I want? Right? I just wanted to save the relationship. I just want to be in relationship. Oh, please, please don't leave. Mm. Right? Let's make this work. I don't want to have wasted the time we were together. Mm -hmm. And uh, when that relationship ended... in a, in a ball of flames. Now it wasn't so bad, but when that ended, I really sat down and I thought about it and said, okay, so putting it on the other person and expecting them to change that, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. Yep. Right. Taking it all on myself and just saying, I'm going to adapt myself to the relationship to make it work. That doesn't work. Good, good. So I just really sat down and said, so what do I want? What do I want now? What am I supposed to want? Right. My my grandparents had a view of relationships that worked well for them. But that was then. What do I want? Right. And that's when I started saying, hmm, well, what I want is to have powerful relationships with women where I was eye to eye, soul to soul, vulnerable, but I wasn't selling myself out and I wasn't expecting them to change. What, what would happen if I said, you know, I'm going to bring my truth, what I think and what I feel and I want, I'm going to bring that and I'm going to be authentic with this woman and she's going to respond however she responds and then I'm going to learn to deal with that so that I'm always bringing myself so I'd never sell myself out, but I'm also not just demanding that they change. And that's when things really started to change for me. That was the. I get
1: this word like it's a co creative process. I'm clear on what I want. She's taken responsibility for herself. And now we're going to come together and. And both of us speak up about what we want. We both talk about it. We both co create something. One person's not the domineering person. One person's not this submissive type. Um, it's about both of us showing up and both of us, um, you know, really speaking up. And I think that's a big deal because a lot of people don't speak up in relationships. They have this assumption if I play this role, If I do this thing, then you're going to take care of me or you'll make sure that I'm happy.
2: Does that resonate? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's I'm really fond. I prefer the word partnership to the word relationship because relationship is you happen to be relating. But a partnership is that both of you are working together towards a common goal, a common purpose, a common structure right? Where you're a part of a greater whole. And the central insight, there's if there's one thing that I'd like your audience to go away with, there's one thing I want my clients to go away with. If there's one thing I want to remember more in my daily life, it's that the more you bring yourself to the partnership, the more the partnership is an expression of who you are.
1: So let's talk about that. What does that mean to bring yourself to the partnership? Excellent. So
2: talk about authenticity is a word that sometimes people use or integrity or bringing your truth. I I try to simplify it because I'm, I'm into taking uh, precise ideas and bring them down into simple words. So what you think and what you feel and what you want, right? When you bring what you think and what you feel and what you want to the partnership and you tell the truth about, here's what I think, here's what I feel, here's what I want, and you honor that in yourself. That's what I call authenticity and integrity.
1: And can you model that a little bit? Like, just like, so what's, what's a guy not doing? If, if he's not an integrity, if he's not speaking up for that, what's that look like? And then we can talk about what it does uh, look like when he steps into it. Can you just give us a little kind yeah. of picture?
2: Yeah, sure. Well, so around what you want, Right. So a guy's in partnership and he sees his partner and his partners being a pain, being a bitch, let's say. All right. right? And he's like, oh, I just want you to stop. Right. Mm. I want you to be nice to me. That's what I want. But he doesn't say that because he's going to like that. He, But if he's being authentic, he can say, you know what I want? I want this to work for us. I want us to have a conversation that really works for both of us. I want you to treat me nice and I want to treat you nice. Now, most of the time you think, oh, well, that's, it's too simple, right? I I can't say that, you know, she's upset. I'm not going to ask for what I want when she's upset because then she's just going to get upset more, right? But if you say, this is what I want, now you've established it. Now you've got some place to work from. Mm -hmm. So instead of holding your tongue and just sitting in your head going, God, I wish she'd shut up. Oh, why is she being so mean to me? Right? What a bitch. Instead of thinking that in your head, you can actually say what you want. Here's what I want. I want us to be nice to each other. I want you to be nice to me when you say that. Hmm. I want us to have a conversation that's pleasant. Okay. So does that solve the problem? No, but it brings your truth to the partnership where you can now start to work together about it.
1: Well, it also gets us out of this like, finger-pointing thing of where like, you're being a bitch, and that's not constructive. That's just, you know, now she's a villain, right? And you get this back and forth of who's right, who's wrong, but that's not constructive. That's not moving towards something. So at least when the guy is owning, hey, I want you to be nice to me, that, that's saying, look, can we head in this direction, there's there's a there's a there's some input there there's some i'm putting something on the table I'm proposing something she could shoot it yeah. down but at least there's something
2: that's constructive and on the table versus you're being a bitch right and it's about me i'm bringing what i want rather than it being about you you're doing what you want right, right. if if you say that authenticity and honoring yourself is about bringing what you think and what you feel and what you want to the partnership When you say what you want... You're essentially bringing your presence to the partnership where something can happen with it. It's not about how they should be. Well, you should be this way and you should do this and you should say this. It's about here's what I want. Here's what I think. You know, ow, when you did that, that really hurt me. I'm pissed off right now. I am. That does not feel good to me. Mm-hmm. Right. It's about me. It's you owning your experience and bringing your authentic experience to it.
1: I love and, it. I love it. It's, it's just really powerful, too, because I, I, I'm going to call a lot of guys out on this is they'll they'll play tough and they'll be, you know, in this kind of like whatever, suck it up thing. But that's because, A, they're afraid to speak up, you know, to even confront her. Number two, they're afraid to speak up. They don't even they haven't even gone to that next step and say, well, what do I want? and it's just a lot more comfortable for them to hang out in this place of resignation. Well, this is it. This is just how things are. And um, this is really big for them to own it and then start to speak it. And this is where real change can happen. And I think a lot of guys are scared that, well, if I speak up for it, I could get shot down. How do, how do we deal with that kind of vulnerability of like, she may say no or go to hell or whatever. When we own something, that's a really vulnerable place, right?
2: Yes. Yeah. I, I like to say that you're... Authenticity is a function of your integrity, right? If you don't know what you think and feel and want and you're not willing to make a stand and say, I'm going to honor what I think and feel and want, then I can't be authentic with my partner. I can't tell her the truth. But the good thing about that is that I'm not vulnerable. (laughs) If I never expose who I am, then I can't be judged, Mm. But is that how you want to live?
1: Yeah, that seems like the fork in the road. Either I'm vulnerable and I go for what I want or I play it safe and just kind of live in this little suitcase, basically. And
2: that's why it comes back to do you want it to be better? Right. Mm -hmm. Are you willing to take responsibility to step up and decide what you want and actually create it? Because it is true when you're authentic, you're putting yourself on the line. But that's where relationship comes from. That's where partnership comes from. If you want a partnership where you can really be yourself and bring yourself, then you got to bring yourself. You got to risk it. Yeah. Now, now, one of the reasons it's hard to risk it is because you could say our culture, most people are stuck. What I like to call in a right, wrong attitude.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. Okay. And where it's like, OK, I'm right And what I think is right, and therefore, if you disagree with me, you're wrong, right? There's a right way to do relationship. You should do it the way I think you should do it. And if you don't do it the way I think you should do it, then you're wrong, Right, And all of the focus is on the other person and how they should be. And that's where the stalemate comes from, because both parties
1: feel that they've got the right answer.
2: Is that right? Yeah, Yes. And then instead of actually saying, well, here's what I think and here's what I feel and here's what I want. What do you think? What do you th- feel? What do you want? And then taking those two things and coming together to create a partnership Where you're each bringing your truth, and what you create is an expression of that. Instead of doing that, you say, You're wrong. And the other person goes, No, you're wrong. And I say, No, you're wrong. Right? (laughs) You get into arguments about who's right and who's wrong, which can never be resolved. Right. right. Because there isn't, oh, there is no judge. Who can sit off to the side and say, oh, well, actually, you know, you're right here and you're, ro- you're wrong here. Right. There is no judge. It's it's basically like we come into a conversation and we each bring our own judge. and We argue to our own judge. We say, no, here's the way it should be. And here's who you should be. And we make the case and we ask our judge and our judge says, you're absolutely right. <laughs> you're right. They're wrong. Yeah. And then they bring their, they do their argument about how we're messed up. Mm-hmm. And as long as you're arguing about right and wrong... You're going to get stuck in that stalemate because there is no right and wrong. There's only what you think and what you feel and what you want and what your partner thinks and what your partner feels and what your partner wants. And how are you going to work together so that you each feel great about being in each other's presence so that you each excited each other? I, I that's, like that. I like to in- shift into what I call thriving partnership.
1: Yeah, well I'm just I want to paint the picture here. It's like getting out of who's right, who's wrong. That's the trap. That's where we get mired in the in the mud. We just get stuck there when we're trying to convince ourselves or our others or our partner who's right, who's wrong. That's where we're, we're, that's just that's just a trap. We're never going to yeah. get out of that. But when you own what you want, what you own, what you think, and, which, and you, when you own what you feel, then you're like, hey, this is what I want. What do you want? But it's also like, I'm, I'm open to your ideas, but I'm also firm about what I want. It's not about, hey, what do you want? And we'll just do what you want. It's, right. it's being, I own what I want. And I'm also open to hear what you want. And then let's see what's possible. Is that together, what you're
2: saying? together, yeah, yeah, it's it's you're not saying, well, it's about you and you need to change, right? And you're mm-hmm. not saying, well, it's about me and I need to adapt myself to you. It's about bringing your truth. they bring their truth. And instead of being in right wrong, I like to say we switch to right, right thinking. Hmm. And right, right thinking is that I have the right to think what I think and feel what I feel and want what I want. And you have the right. To think what you think and feel what you feel and want what you want, hmm. right? We're both right. Mm-hmm. Let's just start from a position where we're both right. theres We're not going to argue about right and wrong. It's just, that's not what we do. And when a guy, and I'll especially say a guy, because women, uh, women are much more facile in conversation than men. <laughs> and uh, when a guy can recognize i think this i feel this i want this and i have the right to do that right i just know that i stand in that that's who i am Mm -hmm. i and they have the right to think and feel and want what they want and my job is to honor myself and listen to and understand my partner so I can honor them so we can create a win win agreement so that I can honor who I am and they can honor who I they are and we can do it together and we create a partnership built in right right thinking. This is
1: so big because so many guys feel trapped in their relationship. It's like either we do what she wants or you know, it and there's this kind of this dismissal right. of what or, I want. Right? Or we stick to our guns.
2: And she just gets more and more upset.
1: Right. Right. It's just this trap. And, and to me, it's just like, well, how do I know if we end it or whatever? I was like, this is this is the path to thriving, as you say, or flourishing in a relationship. And it's also the path to like, well, when we both know what we want and we both have the right to know what we want, and it's not about being right or wrong. We also see when maybe it's time to end the relationship, when our when our relationship is no longer in service of both of us, because it's not You know, it's just not empowering each of us to have what we really want in our lives. And so this, this seems like it's a great way to just get that clarity instead of fighting for, you know, it's about the relationship. It's about each other. Are we in service of each other? When I know what you want
2: and I know what I want, does that jive? Absolutely. And and in fact, um, a lot of times when people come to me, one of the questions I'll ask them in coaching, right? They'll come to me and I'll say, so here's the question. Are you here to save your relationship? To see if it's possible to save it, to see if you can get to thriving, to have it work, to bring back the love so that you look in your partner's eyes and you're glad to be there and you think, I am so lucky. Is that why you're here? Are you here to save it or are you here to get permission to bail? Wow. Right. And I like to ask my clients that question, because, again, until you decide that you're going to try to make it work. You're, you're basically wasting your time. Mm-hmm. And until you decide, okay, I'm going to make myself right, and I'm going to allow my partner to be right, and I'm going to shift from right-wrong into, does this work for us? Is there a way that we can come together so that we can both be honored? Until you do that, it's hard to say goodbye because you, you know in your heart that you haven't really tried. Yeah, you don't really know what's possible because you've just been stuck in this pissing match. Yeah. And, and I'll I'll say 90, probably 95, 98% of the clients who come see me are stuck in that pitching, pissing match, right? (laughs) They're, they're, they're digging a hole and both of them are so pissed off at their partner, right? And feel that their partner is being a pain in the ass that their partner's not trying and that they've tried, so mm-hmm. they've given up. They're no longer saying, okay, well, what does my partner want? It's my partner is wrong. Mm-hmm. And that just sucks the life out of relationship. Absolutely. Right? Until, until you bring yourself to the partnership, the partnership cannot express yourself. I have a, I have a clever phrase that I like. Uh, it's, you must honor the truth of yourself to harness the winds of your soul. Mm. Right. You have to honor the truth of what you think and feel and want. You have to bring that to the partnership. If you want your creative energy, your soul, your divine spark, if you want it to thrive in your partnership, you've got to bring it. You've got to honor yourself. And that means that you're going to honor your partner. And once you hit that, it changes the nature. You're moving from right, wrong to right, right thinking. And it creates a real possibility for thriving partnership. And everyone can do that. But it requires that you choose to do it and you take responsibility and that you learn the step by step process to make that happen.
1: You know, when, you talk, when, you, when you've said that, I got this image of the relationship being an, a car, you know, an engine. And if we're not bringing ourselves to it, if it's not in service of that, then it's like we've only, we're only running on a couple of cylinders. So, how do we ex- really expect the car, the partnership to really thrive <laughs> and perform when we're only bringing, we're just kind of half assing it anyway? We're not bringing the, our full power, we're not bringing our full juice to this thing. So it's like, shit, you don't even know what you got until you, you really put the juice into it. And then it's like, oh, wow, this thing can, can really take off. Your, your partner's going to respond differently to you when you bring all of you, capital Y, you know, Y O U to the table. That's a, that's a different version of you that's showing up. Therefore, it's going to be a different polarity. It's going to be a different chemistry because you're really freaking showing up at that point
2: yeah, absolutely. When you bring yourself, everything changes. And until you bring yourself really, nothing's going to change until you take responsibility for it. And the, so we could say the flip side. So first you got to bring yourself, right. Or to you, you have to honor the truth of yourself to harness the winds of your soul, right? If you, if you want to be hitting on all cylinders, you got to bring yourself. And that requires, you could say, a level of self-discipline, a level of self-realization where you make the choice to grow. You make the choice to say, I am going to become the kind of man who brings his self to the partnership mm-hmm. or the kind of person who brings themselves to the partnership. Mm-hmm.
1: No matter the- what, like no matter what, like I'm not waiting for permission.
2: I'm not waiting for her to be a certain <laughs> way. I'm I'm going to show up fully. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Right. And, and the great thing about that is that you can make that choice on your own, right? And then you bring it and then she's going to respond differently. Your partner is going to respond differently. If it's a business partner, they're going to respond differently mm-hmm. because you're bringing a different self. But then the question is, how do you manage the conversation? Mm. Because it, if you have not been bringing your truth, if you haven't been telling the truth about what you think or what you feel or what you want, and you start bringing it, you can pretty much guarantee that it's going to knock your partner off balance, mm. right? They're not, they're going to be going, whoa, who's this guy? This? Yeah. Yeah. Now, when people get knocked off balance, they're they are at a choice point. When somebody, when my partner does something that surprises me, I get to a choice point. Most likely, it's going to be something that catches my attention and, and raises my hackles. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, what do you mean? You feel this way, right? I'm going to tend to get upset when my partner brings something new and surprises me, right? When that happens, the the uh, your partner has a choice point. Are they going to make you wrong for it, or are they going to open up themselves and say, "Well, here's what I want"? Mm -hmm. And in my experience, if you don't know how to manage that conversation. If you don't know how to help your partner choose to partner with you rather than getting pissed off at you. If you don't know how to manage that conversation, it will often go bad. Hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. One One of the challenges with the transformational movement, I've been involved for a long time, is that sometimes people get this authenticity piece. Right. They go, you know what, I have been hiding myself and I have been, you know, putting myself away and selling myself out. And I'm not going to do that anymore. So I'm going to come and I'm going to say what I want and I'm going to say what I think and I'm going to say what I feel, but they don't know how to do it with any artistry. And so they end up just pissing off their partner and things explode, right? You go from being dug in a hole where you're stuck in the rut to having things blow up on you. And we don't want that.
1: <laughs> yeah. I love that you're naming this because there's this thing like, well, I'm off. I'm working with my coach and I'm reading this book and I'm in this place. Therefore, you should be, too. You should just yeah. be able to kind of hang with me. Exactly. I have snooper, somehow, uh, somehow. Somehow.
2: you should adapt yourself to my new stuff.
1: Yeah. So I'm going to shit the bed and you'll just go along with it. You're going to know exactly what's
2: ha- what's happening here. <laughs> exactly. And and by the way, I'm going to start asking things from you, which are huge. I, When you move from right-wrong to right-right and you bring yourself, then you need to take responsibility for managing the conversation that comes when you bring yourself. And the better you get at that conversation, then the more you can bring yourself. Because you know that no matter what happens, right, you bring your truth, the other person might get upset. If you know that you can handle that conversation in a way that you get closer and tighter in partnership, where you resolve the conflict where you set up a right, right context, where you can build a relationship where you bring what you think and feel and want, they bring what they think and feel and want, and you're going to come together. And when you have confidence of that, it's amazing the courage that you can bring to a partnership.
1: So tell us a little bit about this course that you're offering. What's in it? What's the guy going to, you know, when he's on the other side of it, what's where is he? What's he going to get from this course?
2: Great. So it's designed over... 12 weeks, two hours a week, and we go through five major parts. First, we help the guy get in touch with what does he really think and feel and want? What's the truth of his experience? What does he really want? And then we go through how can he learn to talk about it in a way that it becomes truthful and inspiring to their partner? All right. And then third, we go through how do they take responsibility for themselves And go out and bring their truth to the relationship in a way that honors themselves and honors the other person in a way that can create partnership. And then fourth, we go through an extended place on how do you resolve conflict? <laughs> when things are in the ditch, how do you get them out of the ditch? And how do you talk about important stuff in a way that doesn't lead you into the ditch in the first place, but leads you to partnership?
1: I'm so glad you have that last part in there, because like when we <laughs> talked about it, it was like, okay, here's, here's, some, here's a gun. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> well, you know, here go start using it. So it, it, it's 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 how to be skillful. It's how to use this yeah. stuff
2: and and navigate the the bumpy road, right? You could you could say that about half of the course is about how to communicate effectively so that you can bring your truth and speak your truth and honor your partner and create win win agreements. And then the last part is about intimacy. How do you get idol eye I eye soul to soul with your partner? Or if it's a business partner, how do you get down to the heart of what it means to be in partnership, to work together towards a goal so you can leverage them, so you can take your creativity and their creativity and create something together? That goes beyond what you could do alone.
1: Casey was telling me about this. Casey Capshaw, and for the new man listeners that you guys know who Casey is, and he's been working with you about this. He wrote about his experience of working with you, and he's just been blown away by this. And he keeps saying, like, God, I wish that I had learned this you know, years ago, because i just been... Fumble fucking around through relationships <laughs> and just getting my ass kicked and then it's like why didn't I have these tools before so it 's not just for romantic relationships, not just sexual stuff it's not it's for any relationship um, and he he was cool enough he he wrote some stuff just for the new man listeners. You can go to thrivingpartnerships dot com slash the new man it 's thrivingpartnerships.com dot com slash the new man and that link's also going to be up on on the, uh, the new man website. But he talks about his experience of working with you, and how he's helped you create this course. I thought it was really cool that it's it's not just hey, here's the sales page and here's what to buy. It's how this stuff's impacted him. So I want to share that with everybody out there listening.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And when they go when they go to the site and hear Casey's story, they can uh, get three free videos in which I go through three of the central concepts in the course in short little stories so they can get a taste of what it would be like to have that in their own lives.
1: You've brought it into a format that, people can do at their own pace. And it sounds like it's a pretty low commitment level, like a few hours a week. Is that right?
2: Yeah. Well, it's two hours a week for 12 weeks. All right. it's, des- it's designed to take you step-by-step step where it, it introduces an idea to you, right? Just a simple idea and you explore it and then you apply it to your own life. How do you understand your own life through it? So it's half learning and half actually doing exercises so that you can get insight into your life. What do you really think and feel and want? And what are the communication skills that allow you to build real partnership? What is it? How do you build intimacy, right? What is intimacy week by week? I teach you all the pieces that essentially... I've been teaching my clients and that I wanted to know over the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. I've taken the last 20 years of what actually works to build partnership and just laid it out. Okay. How can I simplify this down to its essence, right? What are the things that make the biggest difference? So by the end, you know how to build partnership. It's not uh, it's not like some magical mystical thing. It's you understand how to do it. You of course need to take responsibility. You need to uh, do the work, but you can make it happen. And the results that you can get can blow your mind.
1: I like it. I like that you get out of just the theory. Hey, here's a bunch of theory. And then, you know, now you're on your own, but you, you actually help these guys apply. You help the, the people that are taking the course actually apply this stuff in their lives. So at the end of 12 weeks, they've got a, a tool belt. They've got a bunch of things that they can actually use in all of their
2: relationships. Right, we try to make it as easy as possible for people to apply it because unless you apply it, it's just more ideas.
1: These guys, we need the nuts and bolts stuff, so um, that's why I'm excited to help uh, help spread the word about this. Again, the, the link to check out thrivingpartnerships.com/slash/the new man. Uh, thrivingpartnerships.com/slash/the new man. Here, are the big takeaways from our talk with Mark Michael Lewis. Number one. If your relationships aren't going the way you'd like, it's up to you to take responsibility. Sure, it's a lot easier to sit on the sidelines and point fingers and complain, but real change only occurs when we look in the mirror and own our part in the situation. Number two. Becoming who you think the other person wants you to be is not the solution. Contorting yourself to make them happy just means you'll be pissed off, you'll be resentful. This isn't about playing the role of a good husband or good boyfriend like an actor. It's about showing up fully as yourself, and this goes both ways. Wishing they would turn into some person they're not isn't the solution either. It's about both of you being your own person and speaking up for what you think, feel, and want. Number three, if you're not happy with how things are going, take a few minutes to clarify what is happening for you. Specifically, what are you thinking? What are you feeling? And what do you want? Many guys are pointing fingers and bitching about the other person. Their focus is solely on the other person and what is not working, which means they haven't considered their own experience, their own thoughts, their own feelings, their own desires. Now, without knowing what we're thinking, feeling, or wanting, we're not able to come to the table and co-create something new with our partner. Without doing this work, we're not able to speak up for ourselves. Number four, let go of the right versus wrong dynamic. Just look at the political world or the Middle East. The struggle to convince others that you're right is just a waste of time. So what makes you think your relationship will be any different? Instead, try this on you both have the right to speak what you think, feel, and want. Let me say it again. You both have the right to speak your own thoughts, feelings, and wants. Instead of pointing fingers and criticizing one another, what if you could both articulate what you're each thinking, feeling, and wanting, and then build from there? What if you could honor what you really want and be able to fully hear where your partner is coming from? For many of us, we fear that if we honor the other person, then we'll lose our own sense of power. But it doesn't have to be that way. Number five, most of us avoid owning what we think, feel and want because one, it takes effort and two, it's edgy. It's scary. We could get shot down, criticized or rejected, which is why many of us are hiding out and playing small in relationships. And this is why many relationships are so flat and lifeless. We're only giving our partner a fraction of who we are and they're only giving a fraction back. It's like a powerful V8 engine just puttering down the road on a couple of cylinders. And it's like judging a car based on its performance in first gear. How could we possibly know what gears four and five would be like? So there are no free lunches here. You got to be willing to take some risks and show up more fully. If you're wanting more depth and connection, you got to put some skin in the game. You're going to have to put it in another gear. Number six, instead of relationship, Mark calls it a partnership, and that partnership serves a purpose. The partnership is ideally in service of both partners and the life they want as individuals. Now, sadly, many relationships involve two people who really don't know why they're together other than to avoid being alone. They never clarified what that shared purpose is, so no wonder why they're pulling in different directions, but maybe it's not too late. You could sit down with your partner and get clear. What do we want as individuals? Do we want to work together to create a life we both want? Are we on the same page? What's this partnership in service of? Clarify the purpose of your partnership that lights you both up. That way, if there's friction, it's not because you guys don't want the same thing. Number seven. Speaking of partnerships, let's address this epidemic of guys saying yes, dear, as a means of avoiding conflict. I hear many guys talk about how the best way to be in a relationship is to simply just go along with whatever she wants. Now, this may have worked for their fathers and grandfathers, but it puts a tremendous burden on the wives. This approach of tucking the junk ruins the husband's credibility and makes them less reliable because it says they're not willing to take a stand for what they value. Now, what kind of a message does that send to a woman who wants a man who will stand up for their marriage and family? Now, these are usually the same guys who are complaining about their crappy sex lives, so consider this. When they say, yes, dear, they might as well say, yes, mommy. How is she supposed to get turned on by a guy who is basically playing the role of her son? No wonder why their sex life is in the gutter. So yes, it can take some effort to clarify what you're thinking, feeling, and wanting. And yes, it is risky to speak this to your partner. There might be a disagreement. There might be some discomfort. But let's not expect that things will get better without our participation. We can't expect to hide and have our relationships thrive. And number eight, let's talk about that discomfort. Let's talk about that disagreement Mark says that we need to respect the fact that showing up fully, speaking what we think, feel, and want may knock our partners off balance. We need to appreciate where they're coming from. That said, we can learn how to manage that conversation in case our partner is upset or defensive. We can take responsibility for ourselves and give our partner the opportunity to do the same. We don't have to sit back, sell ourselves out, just to avoid a conflict. Mark Michael Lewis I've been hearing such great things about you for years. I'm glad that we finally got a chance to talk today and have you on the show. Uh, and I hope that those guys out there that are listening um, get a glimpse of this new way of showing up in in relationship because it's it, it's the old way of who's right, who's wrong is just stuck. I mean, it's a trap. So you're offering another another pathway. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. Have a good one. There's so much more to the new man than these interviews. So visit the newmanpodcast.com and join the mailing list so you never miss another update. Thanks for listening.